Good morning, everyone. My name is Virginia Murray from Watson Filing Williams in Athens, and it's my great honor to continue, to a certain extent, uh, the previous panel on uh, tourism, but also to look very much at the real estate sector in general. In many ways, real estate investment can be said to constitute the bedrock of any economy's emergence from the crisis, and particularly in Greece, as it's effectively the type of investment which is the broadest based and has the largest number of people who are directly involved in the market. Now, Athens, along with Moscow and Istanbul, remain at the bottom of the prospects table for real estate investment in Europe uh, in the latest report published by PwC and the Urban Land Institute last month. However, the writers note that, and they quote one of the uh, people questioned, that there is a sense of recovery and that Greece has done some things right in terms of the bitter pill it had to swallow, which has allowed its 2018 prospects to head beyond fair and up to good. A commentator noted that investing in Greece doesn't feel so crazy. And we have to view this as a good thing. Now, of course, real investment requires security of title, stability of outcome, and supportive social and access infrastructure. It's my great honor today to uh, have on my panel and continue the rather strange exercise of lawyers asking businessmen questions rather than the other way around. Um, for lions of the real estate sector, I have Mr. Jalas, who is the General Secretary of Tourist uh, Strategy and Policy. I have George Krisikos of Grivalia, Odysseus Athanasiu of Lambda Development, and Aris Karitinos of Pangea. Now, we want to make this a very much interactive session today, so we will be welcoming questions from the floor pretty well from the beginning. So if you can start putting your hands up, but I'll start with some questions myself. Um, perhaps if I can start from the far end, Mr. Karitinos. What do you see as the uh, key dynamics in the Greek real estate sector at the moment? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, so, um, about the dynamics of the market. Um, the Greek market is in a transition phase. Um, actually, uh, the whole country is in transition phase. Um, and uh, uh, currently, the, we, we have the first signs of, uh, of recovery in, in, in the economy and in the real estate market as well. But uh, the dynamics uh, uh, are a little peculiar in the sense that uh, they are affecting only small pockets of uh, the real estate uh, uh, market and uh, across sectors, which means that it's not, uh, you see, a spread out phenomenon for the time being. Uh, current dynamics for these pockets are very positive. They drive uh, the yields down, uh, they drive uh, uh, the rents up, and on top of that, because there are just a few properties uh, that have very good fundamental characteristics, we have a lot of investors going after these properties, so uh, competition is very high. 
all these factors, all these dynamics lead to higher prices, but just for specific properties having very good uh, real estate fundamentals. Um, and uh, the challenge is to, uh, to have this uh, for the whole economy not, and for the whole market, not just for these very specific pockets of the market. And I think that this, uh, this is the challenging thing for the next year, because as you know, real estate is always correlated with uh, the greater economy. And uh, normally it's not a leading indicator, but is following the growth of the economy which means that uh, 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 if we want to see this growth uh, for the whole real estate market, uh, we've got to see first the economy, the Greek economy to grow, which is exactly the challenge I'm talking about, is what we expect to happen within the next uh, uh, years. Um, so Thank you. that's for, um, just for start. If I carry on this way then, if I can ask Ms. Athanasiou, um, one of the key indicators, I suspect, is probably the retail market and the commercial sector. How do you see the, uh, the market in retail properties and retail malls, which of course is something that your company invests in? Can you speak to that a little? I'll try to. Uh, it's in general fact to predict uh, three to five years down the road, it has become even more difficult to predict nowadays with the effect of uh, online consumption in the retail sector. And definitely when uh, you talk uh, in an optimistic way to, and you are in the United States and you talk to Americans, not only investors but consumers also, about the future of retail, everybody's going to say online is the future of retail and all physical facilities are going to shut down. So um, I'm going to differentiate a bit, not because I can predict the future, especially three five years down the road, but because uh, consumption in Greece is very fragmented, uh, for the ones who have uh, visited Greece, and from what I can see here, there are several who have, uh, I would say that uh, we have many neighborhoods where people are doing their shopping. Uh, there is some concentration that has happened over the last uh, three, five years. The crisis was uh, a factor that accelerated this concentration because as smaller stores were shutting down, some of this consumption was lost some of the remaining consumption was coming to big venues. Part of this was the malls that uh, Lambda Development owns. For the future, I can say that I think this uh, is going to continue. Uh, as online consumption is going to come and become stronger in Greece, some of the physical consumption is going to be lost forever to the online realm. Some of it is going to come to the big venues that are going to remain as long as these venues include more and more entertainment, more and more experience, more and more leisure, and this is what we are trying to. Uh, as for the current environment, and I'm talking on, not to talk only about the future, currently we see consumption having been uh, flattened, uh, at least the, the drop has stopped. I'm talking about the general market. And uh, regarding our malls, uh, we're doing well, and the reason is what uh, I told you before. We focus on the consumer, and concentration is something that would happen in Greece and has happened over the last five years. Thank you. One of the issues facing the, um, the market generally and particularly in relation to commercial properties, is presumably the aging stock. There's been very little construction in, in the last few years amongst in commercial and, and retail uh, properties. Um, George Chrysokos, I don't know if you could speak to how that problem can be addressed, and particularly in relation to the work that perhaps 
Grivalia has been doing in relation to uh, upgrading some of its properties and the, the emphasis on uh, upgrading and energy efficiency projects? Uh, yeah, sure. Thanks, uh, Virginia. It is uh, true that the, the, the stock, the current supply of uh, modern uh, office space, uh, especially in Greece, is uh, very small, very limited. And uh, this is driven by the fact that uh, during the recession, many of the, of the landlords didn't afford to keep maintaining their, their, their assets. And, in, um, uh, and this is why this uh, sector now performs very well, because uh, whoever owns a, a brand new and a high standard office space has uh, demand for it. And this is why this specific sector enjoys high occupancy levels, more than 95%. Uh, the demand now, especially from the multinational uh, tenants and the multinational organization, is driven towards uh, better uh, standards, higher standards, and is driven towards uh, buildings that are friendly to the environment, they consume less, uh, uh, less power, and uh, this demand is going to be increasing in the future. And this is why at uh, Grivalia we have started positioning towards capturing this uh, future demand, not only by deploying capital into new buildings that have this characteristic, but also through upgrading uh, part of our portfolio. A very successful example is uh, a big renovation that we did in uh, our office building in Marusi, where we spent uh, a lot of money to reposition the asset to convert it into an energy efficient, a very nice uh, green building. We call it the Green Plaza now. And we spend a lot of money with a hypothesis that the demand is going to be there for it when it's being ready. Actually, as we speak, uh, this building has been almost fully leased at uh, rental levels that are significantly higher from the remaining uh, market in, uh, in Marusi, mainly from uh, multinational corporations looking for this uh, better environment. In the specific asset, we have managed to reduce the operational expenses for our tenants, and therefore the premium that they are paying to, uh, for us as a rent is been offsetting with their actual uh, operational, uh, operational expenses. We have been deploying this, um, this uh, program in several buildings in our portfolio. We have already upgraded five. We have another three in the pipeline. And uh, through that example and through that exercise, we also thought that you know, uh, getting into earlier stage of a new development can also be awarded for us. And this is how we got involved in a, a big regeneration project in uh, Piraeus, in the former Papastratos uh, buildings. As we speak, we are now finalizing the construction of a, of a brand new office building. It's going to be delivered in four months. And apparently, the demand was there. As we speak, it has been uh, fully pre-leased to a big uh, multinational organization. Thank you. Um, Mr. Jalas, you'll, you'll be able to give us some further details about uh, some of the actions that the ministry is taking to in encourage investment in tourism real estate, but also in the uh, infrastructure that uh, tourism needs um, that uh, the minister set out. In, mm -hmm. in broader lines, and if you could give us a bit more detail, that would be... Thank you. Thank you, Virginia. Uh, just allow me to make a small connection between the previous panel, which talked uh, uh, already about the, the, uh, the, the potential of the uh, tourism development and the numbers and the figures and all the 
potential for investing in Greece. What we do and what the uh, minister said before, and it's uh, talking about those uh, big numbers, high numbers, extraordinary numbers, which are a result of the, the very hard work that we've been doing for the last couple of years, is that we are trying to extend the season, which means actually to create new thematic forms and develop new thematic forms of tourism, which in a, in a, as a consequence, it, it has to, to extend the season, have new thematic products to attract more tourists. Those thematic products, of course, and thematic forms of tourism, uh, actually building on our uh, history, on our civilization, on our culture, on our gastronomy, on all the advantages and all the authentic experience that we offer in Greece, actually in turn, it, uh, it uh, creates, it generates more potential uh, environment, potential environment, uh, very positive environment for uh, investments. What we've done in this is actually we tried to, uh, uh, through opening the new markets, uh, as we said before, is actually to attract more tourists and different thematic groups of tourists to uh, go and feed and, uh, and fill in the specific thematic products that we create. In this sense, actually, we create the, the, the business environment for new investments. It might be in the, in the form of new hotels or the renovation or upgrade of existing hotels that they are in Greece, abandoned hotels or others that they are ready for uh, renovation, and uh, giving the incentives for uh, investors to come and buy land to create uh, specific tourism infrastructure, like uh, complex tourism resorts, which is a combination of uh, hotels, villas, and some thematic uh, products around them, some thematic infrastructure. We have already had more than 15 of such kind of resorts in Greece uh, that are licensed already and are being promoted, and we have also a very, very, very great interest in upgrading from the, from the tourism, uh, the private sector, in upgrading the, the establishments from three to four star hotels and from four to five star hotels, which actually means we uh, upgrade the quality of services, of the provision of tourism services, and also what we do is that we upgrade the infrastructure and we, uh, we attract more infrastructure to accommodate the needs because the needs of the if, if we start uh, from this point that we have now in the next coming years we have uh, the numbers will be increasing so it means that we cannot accommodate such tourists we need to increase the uh, the, the accommodation we need to increase the the office the the, the space for tourism events to to accommodate all these tourists so we extend the tourist season we accommodate the tourists throughout the years by offering thematic products and in the same, at the same time, we give incentives to, uh, to the private sector, because without the private sector, this is the, the, the power to, 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 to have investments in tourism. We as a ministry, what we do is actually we uh, provide some easy legislation, uh, procedures for simplify the procedures, simplify the licensing, but it's the private sector that would come and build on all this new environment and new positive uh, environment that we have in Greece. Okay, thank you. Um, do we have any questions from the floor yet? So, gentleman over there. Um, yes, uh, you talked about investing in property. I understand in the past that there was a problem with land records. Has that been resolved? Land? Land rights, one. Land rights. Land, 
Land, land records. records. Ah, okay, this is, this is, you know that it has been uh, the big uh, project we had fund, actually funded by uh, the European Union about the, the, uh, the, the land records and the, actually we have new mapping of the forest land in Greece. And this is, goes on and now we have a, more or less a, a pretty stable and pretty uh, well descriptive uh, database with all the, the, uh, the property, all the properties. This is something uh, that has been uh, done for the last uh, 10 years or so. And now we have a pretty, pretty uh, much in, in, a very good, uh, in a very good status that we have the land records and we have also uh, digitalized, and this is uh, even we have uh, actually we have uh, do the mapping of the protected areas. We have uh, all the areas that are uh, environmentally sensitive. Now it's uh, the work that has been done. It's to uh, register and survey all the, the the forest areas in Greece. It will take some time, of course, because you know most of the part in Greece is a mountainous area, but. We are in a very good position to have exactly what is uh, publicly owned, what is privately owned, which are the, the, the owners of the private land, and we can uh, move on. There's a question from a gentleman there. Your microphone's just come. Uh, to what extent is China participating in investing in, in real estate? It's a very good question, and uh, generally mm -hmm. the uh, Golden Visa Program, I don't know if anybody, uh, any of the panel members want to talk about the Golden Visa Program and how it's affected uh, residential sales? Actually, it's, it's, uh, I think it's still very early to assess this uh, success. Of course, I think that uh, numbers are getting much better. Uh, it's uh, it's going to take some time until we have uh, the success of uh, other countries, European countries, with uh, the Chinese. Uh, for the moment, we are far away from uh, uh, from Portugal, for example, that is uh, a country that can compare to to Greece. But uh, the pace, I think, is is quite high, and uh, uh, more and more, a lot of Chinese are coming to the country to buy golden visa. Uh, and another issue with that is that uh, we've got to organize this, uh, uh, the, the, this whole project, which is uh, now, um, uh, I could say, a little chaotic and, uh, and uh, gives the opportunity to a lot of, uh, of intermediaries to make a lot of money. So we need to, uh, to, to, to have, uh, you see, a more formal uh, uh, approach to that with uh, uh, with um, uh, you see the, the, the money that we give to the agents and all that stuff now as I said it's like uh, far west and um, uh, I, I think that there's a lot to be done in the future if we want to be quite successful in terms both to have something uh, 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 you see something to sell to these people, and on the other way, how, wh which is the, the right way to, to do these sales. These are the two problems that we have to work with in Greece. Yes. So, uh, uh, the report out today, I noticed, was 42% of uh, people purchasing properties above 250,000 in order to gain a 
residence visa in Greece through the Golden Visa Programme are Chinese, um, in an answer to the gentleman's question. Um, so Chinese investors are very significant in relation to that, that particular investment program. But yes, I, I think uh, Mr. Kalitinos is, is very right that there's a, a, a business of reliable sales of higher-end retail uh, residential properties that, that needs to be established. There's a question over there. You have a microphone next to you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, from 1993 to 2008, the Greek real estate index increased 225%, and we know where that led. Uh, how are you going to ensure that we're, we're not going to have another asset bubble uh, created and the rent extractive activities that are that, that going to actually sink the local businesses? If you increase, if you, if you ask higher rents because foreign investors can pay you more, isn't that going to create a competitive disadvantage for local uh, consumers and uh, corporations? And how are you going to resolve that? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, do you want to take that? Maybe, George. Yeah, yeah. I, I can try to, to take this question. I mean, yes, you might argue that uh, in 2008, the, the Greek real estate uh, was a bubble a bubble that was uh, driven by excessive uh, leverage into the market and uh, quite uh, aggressive yields compared to, to the rest of Europe. And that bubble crashed because of, you know, the, the seven year of recession, you know, the, the, the companies couldn't afford to pay this um, huge amount of, of rents. But uh, currently we are in a completely different, uh, different uh, phase. We're talking about uh, rents across every commercial asset that there are close to 50% discount compared to other European uh, cities. We're talking about uh, yields that there are three to 400 bips higher than the prevailing yields in other uh, European cities. So before started questioning whether in Greece there is a real estate bubble, you have to check what's going on in the rest of the, of the world. I think that uh, uh, if we look uh, forward and if we, things go back to, to normal in the Greek economy, uh, it's, it's uh, quite uh, logical to have a further contraction in the yields. I mean, you cannot have uh, GGBs trading in, uh, in Greece around 5% now, in the rest of uh, uh, Europe uh, below 2%, and having uh, real estate yields in the range of 8%. So the, definitely a yield contraction is a play that uh, is uh, imminent, and I don't think it's going to yield in, a, in a excessive uh, pricing. Uh, in terms of the of the of the rents, I, I, I was talking and I was referring to higher rents compared to the rest of the market, but for a different type of a of a product, of a product that has a higher quality, better specification, and a product that uh, uh, consumes uh, less. So the tenants are paying less for the electricity bill, for the utilities bills. It's they are paying less for maintaining the property because all the equipment are brand new. So you cannot, you're not comparing apples with apples. Whoever wants to, to look into this type of product, no matter where he's multinational, international company, or a Greek company, or a, you know, a smaller Greek company, 
if they do the, the math, it can work out uh, very well for them as well. So we're not talking about uh, rents uh, uh, excessive levels. I mean, 17 euros for a super nice uh, building in the perfect location that uh, has like the, the best environmental standards uh, is it's rather cheap compared to what is happening in the rest of, of the world. Can I ask the panel members um, how they see electronic auctions of repossessed properties affecting the market? I think this... this uh, actually depends, first of all, on which kind of, uh, of properties. If we're talking about commercial properties or residential properties. Both. Both because it's two totally different markets with yes. totally different dynamics. So we've got to to make this distinction because uh, the, these markets have nothing to do with uh, uh, First of all, uh, you see the, the big political problem is, is with residential properties, not with commercial properties. And no one uh, had, uh, you see, uh, pro has, has protested against uh, an auction that uh, has to do with a commercial property. But uh, there are a lot of problems with the residential properties. Um, so residential market, uh, is, is a problematic market, uh, um, structurally problematic because uh, the stock is huge. Uh, so uh, I, I, I don't see where the demand will come from for a market like that. So I, I don't understand why uh, one should worry about uh, the auctions, even if we had auctions, because there's no demand. There's no buy. So yeah, nobody, no, no investor will come and, uh, and invest in, uh, in Greek residential market. It's, uh, it does not make any sense. So, and we, we, we've seen that for, you see, some of the properties that have been auctioned, uh, th there was no demand at all uh, for, for good properties, of course, not for uh, very small apartments, which is even, uh, even di more difficult to find someone interested in. About the commercial properties, I think this, this is the way that uh, uh, the, the MPLs uh, should, uh, you see, uh, should, should, uh, should prove if uh, uh, they, they, they have a chance to, to, get, some, to get values that uh, uh, will, uh, uh, will accommodate the banks. So I think this is the, the big bet. If the provisions taken by the bank are enough uh, uh, compared to the, to the values that they're going to get from the auctions or from the sales in general. We don't know is the answer. Nobody knows. It's something that will be proven in, in the future, and this is the big bet for not only for the banking system, but for the country as well. And of course, for the real estate sector, because it is affected by this, this process. Uh, to be honest, the problem with Greece, and uh, this has to do with uh, what the gentleman said before, and now we are trying to, you see, to, to find a way to stabilize the market and find a way to, to, to start growing again, so we are far from a problem with bubbles. Uh, uh, it uh, it could be a blessing to have that kind of problem now. It's, <laughs> it's something that has nothing to do with the current uh, status of the market. Now the market is struggling to, to survive in, in some sectors, and some sectors will never, will never recover. So, uh, as I said, the, the problem with the market, the Greek real estate market, is that it's extremely fragmented. And that what George said is part of that fragmentation, that we have pockets in the market that they are doing very well, but very, very, very limited product. <clears throat> so this is the real problem. We've got to, to grow the whole economy in order to have 
you see conditions that will help the real estate as a whole. Now we're talking about very few properties doing well. This is the real problem. So it's far away from having a bubble again, maybe in many years from now. But this is not, uh, you see, a, a likelihood for the foreseeable future. Thank you. Now, um, we heard from the speakers this morning that uh, large projects and the success of large projects are going to be one of the key aspects that raise confidence in, in the Greek economy and uh, confidence needed for foreign investment. And there are few projects larger than the Hellenicon project. So uh, if uh, Odysseus could give us an indication of how it's going, what's left still to be done before uh, you go ahead with uh, construction. Okay. Every time I'm trying to do a prediction about when Hellenicon is going to start, I've been proven wrong. Yes. But now you can do the prediction with uh, myself present, so you can... Well, perhaps Mr. Chalice can tell us. safer prediction. Not only you, I'm looking straight into one of the significant ministers of the government, Skundura, so... Uh, and I'm always in a political environment, but... Uh, anyway, just uh, for 30 seconds, bridging the previous questions with this one. We're talking about bubbles and investors and everything. Everything in life is supply and demand. Uh, why sometimes prices go up and create bubbles, not only in Greece, but everywhere. Why do we have the crash, the global crash? Because apparently, investor psychology became too positive. And usually, when things go up, people see them going even higher. And this human psychology, investor psychology, in Greece, we have the opposite now, because it's obvious that when you have a mall being 100% occupied for the last five years, when you have record sales, or when you have an office building being occupied for the last five years, and you have credible tenants, then you are wondering, why didn't I see it, that buying it at 8 or 9% yield was an opportunity? But this, we're not going to change history. This has happened over, all over history. So uh, it, it's, it's even riskier to say when Elinico is going to start. And I don't like to, to look backwards. Certainly, there are things that happen that uh, are representative of some issues we have in Greece. But let's look forward. I'm, cautiously optimist that this time we are moving forward. We are seeing a, definitely a spirit of cooperation from the applicable ministries. Uh, I think that uh, this week and next week we have some critical meetings. Actually, I don't think I know that we have some critical meetings. And I, I think that before Christmas time, the master plan, because this is what we're talking about, is the master plan is everything we have envisioned to develop, right? So it's going to go to the High Court of Greece. If this happens, we'll definitely we'll be able to talk about one significant step being accomplished. The next one is for the High Court to give the green light to the master plan. Um, we have read and we know that the Greek state has said that they expect the master plan to be approved by March without giving you too much complicated information, I, I would say that let's put our projection in what's going to happen with these two steps. One thing, and I finish here, not to bore you, I would say that this is one of the exception projects in which everybody can benefit, meaning the, the most significant industry of Greece tourism is going to benefit. Our consultants have said that at least we should expect one million more tourists to come because of this project. The 
image of the country, which is significant to all of us because many of you have Greek origin, uh, is going to change completely. Imagine how you're going to feel, how investors are going to feel when they know that everybody, many big companies from all around the world want to invest in Greece. Apart from this, uh, we're talking about a project that is going to bring to the surface all historical and archaeological, hopefully, findings we're going to find there. Environmentally wise, we're going to have a park that is going to competitive size-wise to Central Park here. So from a, uh, the guys to my left and to my right, they are not competitors, they are going to benefit. They may want to invest in office sector. We're talking, about, we're talking about half a billion euros to be invested in the office sector. We're talking about hotels worth 250 euro, million euros. We're talking about huge infrastructure. Many, many embassies from all over the world are coming to meet us and they are interested in their companies, in companies from their countries, to be involved in Linicon, in waste management, in uh, telecommunication uh, infrastructure, in utilities management, you name it. I could talk hours and hours and hours, but the thing is, it's a national project, so I hope that this time I'm not going to be wrong, and I think 2018 is going to be the year that uh, Linicon finally is going to start. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, I, can, I can say some positive words about that, because we are working together now, uh, uh, the government is uh, towards this direction, the presidential degree, hopefully, will go to the Supreme Court, the, the master plan, and then according to what uh, Mr. Athanasiou said, hopefully, because it's, this is the, 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 biggest, the biggest project in Europe now, probably worldwide, and it's, uh, for me, I can tell it as, uh, uh, because I'm a planner, an urban planner myself, this will change the character of, uh, of the city, the character of the area, it will be uh, combining environment, will be combining tourism, tourism, one million tourists and more from that, residential areas, office areas, recreation, athletics, uh, cultural protection and everything. It's going to be a, a paradigm for uh, the whole area, for the whole Europe. Hopefully, we will uh, contribute on that. And it's uh, actually, it's, uh, it's good history that uh, we are very happy that we are being in position, in the political position to, to go together with, with this project. I've been meetings with the Secretary of Tourism and I can attest that he is doing everything he can to, I hope we all can. Some little things on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Good news. Well, let's hope when we meet again this time next okay. year that, uh, yes, the builders, the bulldozers will already be on site. Okay, well, that's our time up. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you for my panel members. Mr. Dallas, Mr. Chris Cross, Mr. 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 Mr.